Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trump. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heeple falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brendan Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Down Garcia recording live from downtown Seattle as the Angels only are able to get one out of the three games this weekend against the Mariners. Good news is, though, that they did finish the first half above 500, and with all the injuries the Angels have had over the past first half of the season, finishing above 500, I think, is a really good place to start the second half of the season. But so much going on right now. We got changes in the in the play-by-play. We got draft. We got a bunch of stuff. We're probably going to go live on Instagram live a little bit later to get questions from you guys. But before we get to that, let's kind of talk a little bit about these games that happened in Seattle to finish off the first half. So obviously the Angels come into Seattle riding a little bit of a hot streak, having a really good series against Boston, having a really good series against Baltimore, and then even two, you can even go back a little bit further than that and having a really good series against New York and had a lot of momentum coming into this game. Fletcher's able to get the Angels on the board really quickly with his first home run of the year, leadoff home run. Angels are up 1-0. You have Juan Lagares doubling in another run in the second inning. And then in the third inning, you have an absolute bomb by Shohei Otani. If you did not see this home run or videos of this home run or anything like that, you need to go to your phone or your tablet or whatever and go find it because that home run was an absolute bomb uh, out here in Seattle. For it to get that high up, uh, I think it was like the fourth or fifth deck out in right field was crazy. And I, they said only about like six or seven people ever have hit a ball that high. And so it was an absolute bomb. Unfortunately, that's all the scoring that would happen in that game for the Angels. You had Alex Cobb on the mound and looked really good. And for some bad luck, you know, an error on Renhifa at third base in the place of Rendon um, cost him two runs. So you look at Cobb's line for the game. Five and a third, four hits, two unearned runs, three uh, three walks, five K. So again, those two unearned runs really come back to hurt the Angels in this situation. And people want to talk about Rendon and what he has or hasn't done for the Angels so far, and the money's getting paid and all that stuff. Not able to stay on the field, which I understand it, but there's something about having him at third base defensively that calms me I guess is the fact that you can trust him to make the right play go to the right base and at the right time and it just feels like when he's not there at third that becomes a, a real big question mark defensively and for a team who is supposed to be a defensive first type of team that isn't 
you know, any kind of reassurance you can get at any position, I think, will help. And, and obviously, Rendon coming back, playing third base after the All-Star break would really help the Angels and really help that defense. So he might not be able to do it on the at-bats, but you know that's probably going to come around as soon as he gets warmed up and as soon as he can stay healthy for longer than three weeks. But defensively, always he's always there. He's always in the right position, always able to get the guaranteed out, always able to make the routine plays. And, and right now, you know, Renjifo, seventh air of the season. I'm looking at it right now on the on my computer. Definitely does not help at all um, with, with the defensive struggles that the Angels already have. So, like I mentioned, they gave up those two runs, unearned runs in the fourth. So now you're going into the later innings. Um you know, three to two were a game where you were hoping for the Angels to keep on adding on. They were not able to add on. The Mariners would add another run in the seventh to tie it up three three, and then the eighth inning, they absolutely blew it wide open um, with a grand slam from Mitch Haniger. Um, you know, at that point it was seven to three, eighth inning. That back end of the bullpen of Seattle's is really good. Um, they have about two or three guys back there that are a high-level type of reliever. And when it got to that point, you kind of had a feeling that they weren't able gonna, they weren't going to be able to score any more runs. The Angels weren't. So, um, unfortunately, the Angels drop a very winnable game, seven to three. You know, if that error doesn't happen and they're able to hold on to those two runs that were unearned in the in um, in the fourth, you know, maybe that changes the momentum of the game. Maybe, um, you know. They're able to score some more runs later in the game or something like that. But for for what it was, you know, it, it was a sloppy game towards the end of it. Cobb did good. Again, the bullpen is an issue that hopefully will be addressed at some point during the the second half All Star break. You know, uh, before the all uh, the trade deadline. But um, you know, you had Watson or Myers come in. Give up two run, get two guys. Two of those guys on the grand slam were his. You have Quintana come in, give up the grand slam. A guy that you know was a start at the beginning of the year, and you were, you would be expected to get lefties and righties out. And with Joe Madden coming to the mic saying that you know they would have liked to had Quintana just throw against a lefty, and the three batter rule was as BS or whatever he said. But Quintana's been a starter, and he's been able to get lefties and righties out his whole career. I think at that point you just need Quintana to to get these guys out and Madden trying to make excuses for these guys isn't, I think, helping anyone at all. So, like I mentioned, the Angels dropped that first game of this series 7-3. to So now you go into the Saturday game. First game I was here at T-Mobile Field, uh, AK, or formerly known as Safeco Field. I had to catch myself a handful of times this weekend. Not to call it Safeco Field, but I came into Seattle Saturday morning. Going to put a little video together, put it on our YouTube page, kind of my journey around the stadium, um, walking in, some of the great stuff they have actually inside the stadium. So you definitely want to check that out. Go to our YouTube page, All Angels Podcast on YouTube, and look out for that video. Hopefully I'll get it done Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Might work on a little bit on the flight back on Monday morning. So Tuesday, you um, obviously had Patrick Sandoval, pitching and hoping for some you know some really good things and for the most part this game was a pitching duel this this game was an actually a really good game to watch if you like pitching you had uh, Patrick Sandoval you know go seven innings six hits two earned runs two walks six strikeouts you know there was kind of some questionable 
again, fielding issue issues in this game where on the first run, uh, I believe in the fourth inning, there should have been a, a fairly easy double play. Iglesias kind of double pumps it a little bit, and now they're not able to get the guy at first. So now uh, there's a per- guy on third. Obviously, he scores because not able to get double play. And then a scary moment happened in this game in the sixth inning as far as, again, another kind of double play situation. You have a man at the corners, one out, where Fletcher gets the ground ball close to the base. It was kind of that in-between stage where is it too far for him to to run and tag itself or or do I toss it? You know, you could kind of tell there's a little bit of hesitation in, in, in Fletcher, but there was really no communication when he did make up his mind between Fletcher and Iglesias, and Iglesias ends up just running right into Fletcher uh, during this play, which would have gotten them out of the inning, which would have saved that run in the six, but Fletcher, you know, got hit, got hit pretty hard, was down for a little bit, a little bit of a scary moment for sure, I, I, being there and seeing kind of uh, Iglesias' reaction, trying to pick him up and try to see if he was okay. You did get kind of worried a little bit, but that was a second run that was very preventable. Both runs very, very preventable by Sandoval. Um, again, Sandoval does not pick up the win, but if you're looking at bright spots, especially in the pitching situation, Sandoval has actually been really good his last handful of outings before this All-Star break. So hopefully that's something he could build on um, going forward. But the Angels' offense just really, really struggled, only able to get three hits. Fletcher was one of those hits, um, extending his hit streak. So that's going to keep on going until until Sunday. Gossin got a hit, and and Lagares got a hit. They were just not able to put back-to-back hits together. We're not able to um, really move guys around at all. You got a couple guys get on base from walks. You know, you got Stassi. You had Otani get on uh, from walks. You even had Otani trying to steal a base in the first inning, get thrown out, which I don't mind because – Offensively, they have been struggling to try to push the pace and try to get guys in scoring position and stuff like that. I don't mind. He did get thrown out, like I said. So just a really hard offensive day for the Angels. Again, only getting three hits. Um, the pitcher for 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 the Mariners, uh, Chris Flexen, did really really well. Seven innings, three like I said, three hits, two walks, eight strikeouts. He looked really really good. But overall, just a really really well pitched game overall by both sides and it's just unfortunate that they were able to convert those really simple um you know those really simple double play balls that could have gave the angels more life and maybe they go into extras or maybe you know something different happens different outcome but so the angels dropped the second game of their three game series now going into today sunday afternoon game again out here in seattle Great weather. Great weather. I know a lot of you guys that are listening to this are probably in Southern California, listening to this in Southern California, whether it be the Orange County, Inland Empire, or like, you know, LA County. But for as hot as it was out there, out there in, in Southern California this weekend, it was great weather out here, out in Seattle. Perfect day for a ball game. Hopefully you were able to see a lot more photos of that game on our Halo Haven Instagram feed. Uh, truth be told, phone ran out of power on Saturday. Wasn't, n- able to post nearly as much as i wanted so sunday i try to do as much as i can um but yeah what a great great day for baseball what a great um atmosphere for baseball it was a lot of fun so sunday you had jose suarez going on the mound again suarez last time he was out there one of the big things we noticed or i noticed and i think they even echoed it on the broadcast was the fact that he 
his pace seemed to really slow down. His pace seemed to be really an issue um, last time out there, just really taking his time, maybe too much time. So that did seem to get picked up a little bit more. There's still times where I felt, again, I just kind of watching from a distance, felt like he was still kind of taking too much time, I guess is the best way of putting it, taking too much time. But um, either way, he had a, a fairly good outing, giving up a sack fly. In the first inning, uh, Seattle was up 1-0, but in the third inning, you had David Fletcher come in with his second home run in as many days, or not as many days, but in this series, and the second one of the season. First pitch to Fletch here is sent out to deep left field. Bowers looking up, and it's gone! Streaks alive! Another homer for Fletch! Boy, Fletch loving that coffee up there in Seattle. There's a lot of coffee shops. And Fletch with the energy, too. Well-hit baseball. This one gets out for Fletch. 24 games in a row. So it would stay 1-1 all the way to the fifth inning. Like I mentioned, Sandoval had a really good game. But in the fifth inning, David Fletcher singles the ground ball to right field. And Taylor Ward and Juan Lagares scores. 1-1. That's whacked into right field. A base hit for Fletch that should score them both. Ward across the plate. Lagares scores, and David Fletcher cashes in again. Fletcher kind of doing all himself in this game right now because in the seventh inning, Fletcher singles again, and Juan Lagares scores. Here's the next one on Fletcher, and he hits a low liner that drops in for a base hit. That will score the runner, Lagares, from second, and David Fletcher has a three-hit day. So after the seventh inning, you're looking at a four to one ball game. And for a team that really struggled to, to, to score offensively the day before, it definitely got turned around in this game. Like I mentioned, Jose Suarez goes five innings, three hits, one unearned run because of the pass ball, uh, by, uh, Suzuki in, in that first inning that led to the sack fly. Two walks, four strikeouts. Um, again, another guy that's been doing pretty well. And I'm interested to see where he's going to be going forward in the second half of the season because, you know, you, you fix some things, you maybe get them a little more, um, a little more, uh, efficient with his, with his pitches. His pitch count was at 88 today. So again, not extremely high, but, um, some high, uh, stress innings there. Um, but again, like the angels, like I said, the angels were able to get on the board quite a bit and in the ninth inning and I believe let me double check this was against um uh no that was in the eighth inning when Fletcher scored in a couple runs that was on uh Angels fans best friends Keeney Milton made an appearance in this game he didn't do too great but like I mentioned in the ninth Jared Walsh was single on a line drive to right field uh, to Mitch Hanniger. Here's the next delivery, and Walsh swings and lines one into right. That's going to drop in for a base hit. The Angels are going to score a run on that one as coming in is Fletcher from second. There you go. David Fletcher kind of comes around every single time someone scores. Phil Gosson would add one more in a sack fly in that same inning, and now you have a pass ball. Now it's 7-1, to one. Um, and that's exactly how the, the game would end, 7-1. to one. Angels victory. Um, again, like I said, able to get out of the first half above 500 at 45 and 44. Still has some work to do, but now you're really looking forward to these guys getting back in the second half. On Saturday, I was there early enough to see BP. You, I did see Anthony Rendon around taking grounders, doing a lot of stuff on the field. Did not see him in the batting cages at all, but I did see him on the field and he looked really good moving around there. Um, so hopefully once th- 
the second half starts, you can be able to come off come off the IL. Hopefully, not too long after that, you'll start seeing Upton and Trout. Those two of the guys, though, will probably have to make a rehab assignment just because it's been so long for them. Um, where they're going to be, I don't know. There was some talk earlier this week that it, ha- it might be with Salt Lake, uh, but I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure you know it'll be out there as soon as some of these beat writers, Jeff Fletcher, Red Bollinger, um, they know uh, they'll definitely tweet it out. But again, Angels take one out of the three in Seattle. Fun time for me in Seattle. Got to see a, a you know a lot of baseball two days back to back. Got to see the city. Got to see the great stadium. Um, but it was a lot of fun. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to go on Instagram Live and, and talk a little bit more about um, today's draft and other news. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteak.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts, and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it super easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash-frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse-quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strip, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even a complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your home this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. Again, that's KansasCitySteaks.com, promo code SD. about Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is a live, audio-only sports talk platform, which is free to download and free to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link it to your Twitter, and join. That's it. It's that easy. So go ahead and check out Spotify Greenroom. And we are back. Um, So obviously something else that happened today, uh, Sunday, Besides the All Star, or besides the Futures game, which both of the guys, Hector Yon and uh, Reed Detmers, had a really good showing, was the MLB draft. Uh, today's going to be the first round, Sunday, and then Monday, I think, is going to be uh, rounds 2 through 10, and then uh, Tuesday's going to be the rest of the draft. I think it's uh, going to 20 rounds today. But a lot of news coming out. Angels had the ninth pick overall. A lot of people. Obviously, Angel fans wanted a pitcher, wanted a pitcher, wanted a pitcher. That's something you always hear uh, on Angel's Twitter, Instagram, or anything like that. Um, well, they got a pitcher in the ninth. They got a pitcher. Uh, some of them, some people might have not liked the pitcher they got. Um, Kumar Rocker, the Vanderbilt pitcher, who you know a year, year and a half ago was one of the top guys. It was supposed to be like him and Lighter one two uh, at the end of last season. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, Leiter kind of maintained and even got better. Rocker, on the other hand, didn't. And that was kind of the, you know, Rocker had a really good 
college season, but you started seeing some of these draft analysis. And again, from like two years ago, they were saying, you know, lighter rocker, lighter rocker, one, two, one, two. But you started seeing some some other drafts uh, mocks, and they saw him working his way down that um, that dr- that's the, uh, the draft board. So I don't know what it is about Rocker and why he slid, but he did slide all the way to the Angels at nine, where a lot of fans uh, were hoping to get Rocker uh, there. But the Angels did kind of throw, uh, I don't know about a 180, but they did throw some fans for a loop a little bit, drafting uh, a pitcher. So there's that. Uh, I mean, did they get a pitcher? Um, Angels drafted right-handed pitcher Sam Backman from Miami of Ohio. Um, a pretty big dude, you know. He he. Again, I don't know. I'm not a type to. Um, I'm not into the draft is like that. Like I watch, I watch the Angels. I have this. I have that. So I'm not really up on. Uh, especially college baseball, I watch like the the World Series and stuff like that, the College World Series, but not a, don't know a ton about it. But um, yeah, they definitely kind of um, went a different direction than I think a lot of Angels fans were hoping they were going to do. Um, on here, uh, Kumar has. I'm on Instagram Live at Halo underscore Haven. Kumar has too much of a violent delivery, which will cause injury. Plus, he got lit up in the College World Series championship game. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, Rocker has been sliding down the boards. And, and if it's something as far as, like, again, the sticky stuff is now working its way into college. Now, if college is trying to clean that up, if Rocker was one of those guys that used it on his slider and now he's not using it, like, that's going to be a, a red flag. I mentioned it before in other podcasts where – this sticky situation, sticky stuff situation, the foreign substance situation is going to be far reaching as far as how do teams evaluate these players now? Do you have to look at these guys? Is it one bad outing or is it, you know, something bigger? And maybe with Rocker, that's what it was. It was something bigger. Um, uh, like the pick if you like the kid's development. Like the pick if you look at how this kid develops, not being recruited at all to a first round talent, sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, I, this is what I'm going to say, too, is like, I again, I don't watch enough college baseball to get a good grasp of, you know, I obviously, you know, lighter, you know, rocker, you know, uh, the Vanderbilt catcher that went one overall. But after that, like for me personally, I don't know much else about the college, the college game and stuff like that. So still interesting to see. We'll have to wait and see how he develops, how he turns into um, uh, a major league player and. You know, obviously came out earlier today. They obviously had a press conference to talk about. It. They are planning to develop him as a starter. A lot of talk came out it's like, well, he's going to be a reliever. Why draft him as a reliever? Well, he, they are going to give him a shot as a starter, which I guess that's all you can do. The big thing with him, from what I understand, he has to develop a better changeup. And you look at some of these guys on this team right now who have good changeups, um, like Sandoval, Suarez changeup is good. Like maybe that those are the guys that he's going to go to and, and you know at, not ask, but like, hey, how do you do this or how do you do that with the changeup? I don't know. But either way you look at it, I am really hoping that this guy pans out. You know, obviously with pitching and drafts, he's just not sure what is going to happen or, or anything like that. So we'll have to wait and see. When it comes to um, what what it comes to you know down the road, like we won't probably won't see this guy for another two years, three years maybe. So we'll see what happens. But again, they kind of throw a little curveball at you. The Angels do picking up a different pitcher that everyone wanted. Uh, 
with Sam Backman from the University of Ohio, or University of Miami of Ohio, uh, in the first round, ninth overall. Again, I don't not like the pick. I think you need a pitching regardless, and I think a lot, a lot of people would agree with that. And you got it. And there was a story. There was, you know, photos of Perry and some of the other Angel Scouts at his game when Miami of Ohio uh, had a game before the playoffs started, before the Super Regionals and all that stuff started. And he struck out like eight and in, in seven innings or, or had a really good outing. So um, to kind of pigeonhole a kid into he's only going to be this, this, <laughs> he's going to be this or that right now before he even signs a contract, I think it's a little bit unfair. Um, again, we'll see how it goes. They told him he's going to develop, he's going to have a chance as a starter, uh, which is great. If he's able to get that, that change up working, he'll probably will be a starter. But, you know, who knows? Who knows what this guy is going to be? And two, if you look at the money aspect of it, you know, I don't know what he's going to be going for as far as signing wise, but if they pick him, if he's able to sign under slot, which, you know, hopefully that happens, and then maybe now the Angels can go and get a second round pick, a good second round pick, offer him a little bit more money so he doesn't go back to college or go back into uh, go back into college or go to college in general if it's a high school guy. So there's a lot of stuff that needs to be played out right now as far as um, the, the draft. You know, obviously the draft is going to be three days. Um, Angels have 40 picks in the draft. I don't think they have any um, compensatory picks that are going to be later today after the first round. I don't think Angels got any of those. So, again, 40 rounds, 40 picks. Baseball, unlike other sports, you can't trade picks. You can't uh, – I take that back. You can't trade like your regular pick. You can trade – I think you can trade the uh, compository picks or whatever it's called. You can trade those. You cannot trade your normal picks. So – if there's 40, I believe there's, no, there's 20 rounds. Sorry, there's 20 rounds. So if 20 rounds, 20 picks. Um, and from there, you know, who knows? Maybe they get a couple more pitchers in the second and third round tomorrow, and then they kind of fill it out from there. But uh, for everyone trying to say that they needed pitching, they needed pitching, they got pitching. Now we'll have to see how it goes. I'm sure you'll have to see a lot of stories, a lot of film, a lot of um, stuff about about Sam in the next few days. I would definitely keep a lookout for these stories coming out from either, you know, Jeff Fletcher, from um, – Sam, the new athletic guy, the new guy from the athletic, and uh, Red Bollinger from MLB.com. I'm sure all these beat writers, Jack from uh, LA Times, they're all going to put their own stories out there. I'm sure of Sam and and you know where the Angels see him, and then you know kind of maybe his background and stuff like that, him developing what he needs. So obviously. Uh, Pitching in the first round is what they needed. That's what they got. Even if it wasn't necessarily the guy that the Angels fans wanted, they got one. Rocker, on the other hand, we'll see what happens. He went the next pick to the Mets. Um, in, in five years, we can be looking back and saying, hey, that was a great pick. Or, you know, it, it could have been a wash. They could have been having the exact same career. It's just, it's really hard to sit here and say that the Angels got it wrong when the dude hasn't even signed a contract. He's he's barely worn an Angel hat from no more than, you know, uh, two hours or whatever it is. So the draft is going on today. Again, it'll go on tomorrow, and it will finish up, I believe, on Tuesday. But another news that came out earlier today, um, literally as I was leaving T-Mobile Field in Seattle. Darren Sun and Bally Sports West have decided to split ways. Um, Darren Sun has ha, will not be back in the second half of the season. Uh, it will be Matt Vaskersian and then question mark. They don't. They had not said one way or the other who's going to be the other guy. They have not said who's going to be. Um, 
with Gooby when when Matt's not there because obviously if you know Matt Vaskersian he has a lot of hats he has uh, MLB Network he has uh, Sunday Night Baseball with ESPN so it's going to be really hard for him to be at, at every game obviously so there's going to have to be another guy so maybe that's where Moda steps and maybe Moda's going to be that next guy again they hadn't have not said anything about who's going to replace him. But if I had to take a guess, because it is in the middle of the season, because it is, um, I don't know if you could just go out there and sign a play-by-play guy in the middle of the season like you can sign a free agent. Um, but I would take the guess that Moda would be the next guy up in that situation. And then you go back to the traditional two-man booth. And then when Matt Vaskersian's there, you go to a three-man booth. But... You know, we'll see what happens. Um, I liked Sutton. Sutton was Sutton. I actually, I actually enjoyed Sutton more than Vaskersian. I got a lot of mixed messages on literally in our DMs uh, from it. I've gotten like two or three that says good. They didn't like Sutton, and then I got two or three who who really like Sutton. I'm on the Sutton train when it came to him and Vaskersian. Um, but you know. I can tell with, with Vaskersian when he's in the ballpark with Gooby and when he's not because um, obviously with him being like bicoastal, uh, Vaskersian, there's times where there's a delay in the commentary and they kind of step all over each other during a broadcast where when he's in Anaheim with Gooby, you can tell they work a lot better. So maybe he comes more. I don't know. But I, uh, I'm not sure. Someone asked on here, Matt, um, is there a reason why Sutton left? I don't Again, they haven't said officially why he left, but if I'm thinking out loud because it is the second half coming up, and even Sun kind of said it in his tweet saying goodbye that it was a trial type of run with the Angels. So I'm guessing, like you have contracts with players, and like you know you have a player option at the end of this year. I I have a feeling it's like they signed him for the first half with like an option for the second half. So um, I think it was decision time, whether they liked him or not. Maybe if they didn't, they can get out of his contract without paying him the full rest where if he did start the second half, they would, and they, you know, split ways three or four weeks into the second, second half of the season, they would have to pay him his remaining salary. So I'm guessing there might've been some kind of a, um, so it, it depends on, on what the contract was, but I'm guessing that's probably what it was. It's like they had the halfway point to make a decision one way or the other, and obviously they went uh, with not bringing Sutton back. Uh, Matt V calls the game right down the middle. Sutton is just a homer, so it depends on what you want. But part of me, why I like Sutton too, homer or not homer, he knows these guys. You know, He knows what's going on. Like There's been times where Matty V has had – like Gooby had to like kind of no, that's not what happened here, or this is this guy. Like he doesn't know enough about the team around him, which for Matty V that works perfect for him with ESPN because they are like a different um, team every week, and there are you know maybe they have the same team maybe three or four times a year, but they're always kind of rotating guys. So that works perfect for that. But if I'm watching a home broadcast of my team, I want the guy to at least sound like he knows who these players are. And like where they come from, and maybe their struggles, and and that's part of the reason why I like too. I like I like Darren because his um, connections to like uh, uh, Perfect Game and the travel ball. You you can hear stories of these guys. Oh yeah, I remember when he was in high school coming out, or I remember when he was in college and being recruited this way that way. I like those kind of stories. Where with Matty V, obviously you don't get those kind of stories because he was just never around when those guys were that young. And then two, I mean, there's been plenty of times where Matty V is, is, is jacked up on air and been really noticeable, whether it's 
not knowing anybody in the in the home run derby besides Otani, um, and and just simple stuff like that, not knowing the outs. You know, um, granted, I know a lot of times he's on remote, which I, I don't like at all. He, I I want the guy that does play the play needs to be in the stadium or needs to be by Gooby every single night because there's been times where, and I'm sure you guys as fans know, the ball gets hit and it sounds hard, which is great. And he gets super loud and super his 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 voice goes like this, and it's a fly out to left field and it's not even close, you know. So stuff like that kind of irritates me and it's kind of had me go more towards Sutton. But again, Sutton was a good guy. They had him on the podcast before the season, so I have nothing bad to say about him. Hopefully, he lands on his feet. He's doing his thing with Perfect Gear, and that seems to be absolutely taken off the travel ball situation with that but um yes yeah, so this kind of like some sad news it kind of sucks that he didn't wasn't able to finish out the rest of the season with the angels but i guess it's a business at the end of the day there's nothing else you can really do about that um some other news that came out today or yesterday it was ipe going to catch shohei otani in uh the home run derby so um We'll see what happens, but yeah, you know, that's kind of interesting to see. The general public doesn't really like the Scully, uh, Scully type of style. I like the play-by-play guy with the Padres. The dude is the best. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great guys out there that do play-by-play. Um, I also think there is, you know, guys that probably aren't as good as those other ones, but are still very capable in their jobs. And I just felt like Sutton was one of them. Again, Matt Vescursion isn't bad. It's just there's some things that kind of annoy me one way or the other with him. But, I, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Jose is that next guy because uh, Vescursion cannot do this full time. But it's just uh, really interesting to kind of see where he's going to go or, or, or where that team's going to go, sorry, with their play-by-play guy if they're going to bring someone in new. Or like I mentioned, just Jose um, the second half of the season starts on Thursday, so who knows what's going to happen. Maybe um, Matty V does the first couple games, and then obviously he's going to have his duties with Sunday Night Baseball coming back that next Sunday. They're going to need another guy in the booth there. So uh, my guess is it's Jose Moda. Other than that, I have no clue, but I'm sure there will be a story or um, news coming out fairly soon because um, – if they're going to replace him with a guy off the street, not do anything, there's a good chance that that guy probably already knows that he's going to be the guy. Because I can't imagine you telling hiring a guy on on Wednesday and telling him, "Hey, you're going to you know be on the broadcast Saturday." So I'm guessing the guy already knows who he is. Um, Jose Moto also does a Spanish broadcast for the radio. He does not do the the that anymore. He's been the third person in the broadcast booth this last year he used to be the radio spanish broadcast uh spanish announcer he doesn't do that right now uh backman or rocker again i don't know enough about either one of them to really tell you who's gonna have the better career obviously rocker has the name but i'm not gonna sit here and act like i knew who sam was before this or i've seen any of his games uh who cares about the announcer? Did they miss? i talked about this earlier rj92182 so uh go back and listen um, that was like the first thing I talked about on here. So if you want to get in early, um, that's what you got to do. Um, but other than that, you know, we'll see how that plays out again. Draft on right now. Angels are done for the day. They'll be back tomorrow for the second round. Um, Sam Backman from Miami of Ohio. First round draft pick. Ninth overall. Uh, do you think Do you think Angels will trade? Will trade who? I don't know. Um, I think they'll trade. 
one way or the other. I think there'll be buyers or sellers for sure. I just don't know uh, which one will be which because I think the first couple, first probably couple series out of the All Star break is going to mean a lot whether they're going to buy or sell. I think those are going to those are going to be some very pivotal games to see where they're going to be at um, when it comes trade deadline. Our first first pick in the draft today seems to be shocking a lot of people. I am not mad at at it as is most MLB player as he is the most MLB ready pitcher in the draft. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, again, rocker Kumar rocker was the, was the guy was the name, which I understand names are names, but obviously he started down trending for a reason. And I don't, besides like, honestly, besides rocker and, and, and lighter, the two Vandy guys, I didn't know a ton of pitchers. So, um, I think a lot of people just don't like unknown the unknown, so they don't know who this kid is. They don't know what he can do or not do or anything like that. So a lot of people just rather prefer to have the, the what they do know compared to what they don't know, even if what they don't know is better than um, the other guy. So so I don't know. Rocker passed the eye test. But, I mean, Sam could have passed the eye test too. He just didn't watch him. So that's what I'm saying. Miami of Ohio isn't Vanderbilt. Like, that's obvious. So there's probably a good chance – no one angels related or fan wise I should say saw him pitch what maybe once maybe twice but I just don't think it's a big enough big enough sample size at all for the, for anything uh thank you Madden is who uh, is who I had my eye on oh I'd be shocked if he dropped to us in the second round again second round will be tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I mean, you've gotten good pitch players in the second round. You've had Griffin Canny, you got uh Brandon Marsh, you've had other good players in the second round um, for the Angels. So second rounders are, you know, can very easily be as important or as impactful as first rounders. So um, you know, say, let's just say, for example, Angels don't get the first round pick right, but they get the second round pick right, and he's able to turn into a major league ball player fairly quickly. You know, it, it's it's the draft is the draft, man. It's a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot a lot of the time. So um, I'm going to go back here. We are on Instagram Live again. Uh, Whole trap doesn't come in and has to dust dust the rust off. Yeah, that's why he's going to probably rehab somewhere. Talking Salt Lake, but I am not sure, um, not sure where exactly. But it sounds like Salt Lake. Uh, how will Tony do in the home run derby tomorrow? Hopefully, he does great. Hopefully, he keeps everything super simple and just able to hit bombs left and right. And uh, I put a poll up. A little bracket, if you will, my own bracket on our Halo Haven on here. Um, and everyone picked Gallo and Otani to go to the finals, which I picked, but it was like way overwhelming how many people picked Gallo. And I kind of expected it for Otani, to tell you the truth. I would like to see us look for trades and would like to see us trade for something decent good. Yeah. Uh, why do you think Marsh doesn't get called up into play in place of Ward? Two reasons. A, he just started playing this weekend in Salt Lake. He's been out for a month and a half, two months with a shoulder injury. He has not played in so long. And he's literally just got brought up the last two days. Three days. What is it, Sunday? Yeah, it lasts like three days. So he will get brought up. Yes, I understand that. But he has not played. you got to be got to look at what they're doing in the minor leagues. You just can't assume they've been playing this whole time. Marsh has been dealing with a shoulder issue that's been going down since spring training. Anytime they have a flare-up, they've been kind of shutting him down, let him get right. They don't think there's any surgery. They don't think it's one of those. They think it's one of those things where let's get through the season, let him take some time off during the off season to really let that thing go 
heal 110% and then go for him being, you know, competing for a role next season alongside Joe. Joe's probably going to be brought up pretty soon, hopefully um, after the All-Star break, a little bit after the All-Star break, because um, if he continues to do what he's doing offensively in in Salt Lake, you guys got to hope that, you know, um, you got to hope that his defense comes around because um, some people in the Angels organization <laughs> were asked, do you think Adele is a better or they asked, what was the, they asked, is Renhifo a better defensive outfielder than Joe right now? And the answer was yes. That was coming from people from the Angels. So uh, obviously the, def- the offense is great. They're hoping Joe's defense picks up, and we'll see what happens. We got a pitcher. Why can't you be happy with that person? He could have picked. They could have picked an outfielder. Exactly. Walk off. Underscore fan. Exactly. Because we had a chance at Kumar freaking rocker. But who's Kumar rocker? I mean, like again, I understand why a lot of people like him or they understand the name. But if he is Kumar freaking rocker, why did he slip all the way to ten? If he was a can't miss guy, there was. Again, plenty of opportunity for other teams to pick him up. Um, obviously, there's something there, uh, so we'll see what happened uh, with that. Uh, Fletcher has been lifting. Fletcher had a great weekend. Um, if you were to tell me Fletcher would have had more home runs this weekend than Otani, I would have thought you were crazy, but that's exactly what happened with Ota- with Fletcher's two home runs to Otani's one. Um, but again, Fletcher can, I guess, now hit for a little bit of power, then, which is great because he... he uh, He's been doing everything else. Again, the, the hidden streak is alive and well at, was it, 24 or 25 now after today. And it will continue going into the second half of the season. And that's going to be a lot of fun to a lot of fun to watch. And hopefully he's a guy that high, low, left or right is a, um, is a boss, man. He's been doing really great. Um, yeah, Andrew, Andrew Wants uh, just jumped on the Instagram live. That's pretty cool. Saw him today. Saw him a little bit yesterday. Um, obviously a big W for the Angels. Now the guys are now heading home for the All-Star break. And you got Otani and Walsh heading out to Colorado, which that should be a lot of fun to watch. Otani tomorrow, um, home run derby. And then obviously in the actual All-Star game on Tuesday, pitching and hitting. Um, hopefully he's he is going to, you know, Hopefully he's going to start both. Hopefully he's going to start pitching. Hopefully he's going to start um, and lead off and get the pitching part out of the way and let him DH a couple couple rounds and, and call it a day. And everyone gets out of there healthy, but it's exciting. So um, should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun going to the second half again. Um, getting one out of the three in Seattle, the ultimate goal was to get out of here above 500, and that's exactly what the Angels did. Now you're going to start getting guys back, and I think offensively, that will take this off this lineup to a different level, and then you I mean Suarez pitched well, Sandoval pitched well, Cobb pitched well. I mean, you look at the starting pitchers this series; they played really, really, uh, really, really well. And so, you hopefully that continues in the second half as well. And the offense is right behind them. Defense gets kind of shored up a little bit with Rendon and Trout and Upton back in uh, the everyday lineup. So, there's a lot of good things that can happen, and definitely hope that coming out of the break. Coming out of the break, they're able to to win quite a you know the first couple series definitely to kind of put them in position to be buyers at the trade deadline. Uh, every young arm needs to get called up to help the pen after the break. Also, please DFA Quintana. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, hey, the way I look at it, 
if Albert Pujols can get DFA'd, I think anyone can get DFA'd at this point. So we'll see what happens. But um, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the All Angels Podcast. I will be back Wednesday night, um, Thursday morning. We're going to put out an, another episode. But this episode, I'm going to be joined with um, a couple people on Instagram. You guys might know All Angels Top Play or Angels Top Plays on Instagram and Twitter, and the Super Halo Bros Podcast. Also, we're all kind of, kind of going to do a whole review of um, the season, that uh, the first half of the season, and kind of look ahead a little bit of the second uh, half. And this, that should be a lot of fun to get uh, the four of us on there and talk uh, baseball. But that's going to come out probably Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. But definitely keep a check out, keep a keep an eye out for that. Subscribe, rate, review if you're all if you are on. Uh, Apple Podcast, um, and definitely, like I said, again, check out um, our YouTube page. I'm going to start putting the video together. I'm going to edit this right now, <laughs> this podcast, post this, and right away start on um, editing the video of me around Seattle and around T-Mobile Field. T-Mobile Field is, is really great. If you guys ever have an opportunity to come up here and watch a game up here, Angels or not, definitely do it. I highly, highly um I highly recommend it. It's always been a really fun time. So um, uh, until next time, I am Dan Garcia, and this has been another edition of the All Angels Podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. 
Tommy and JJ discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.